everyone, and welcome back to our Golden Twenties. My name is Tegan, and I'm joined with Sadie. Hello. And we're here to talk all about Lindsay Dunn. So Lindsay is a sports and music journalist at City News here in Toronto. She covers all of the city's major sport teams from the Toronto Maple Leafs, Blue Jays, and our personal favorites, the Toronto Raptors. She's passionate about empowering women in sports, a male-dominated industry from the organizations down to the players. So we're excited to talk to her today about gender bias and inequality. Lindsay just so happens to be one of her friends, so we're extremely excited to be recording with her in person today. Yay! Welcome, so Lindsay. To be here. Yay! <laughs> you just call me your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, thanks for being here. So I think to start things off, it would be great if you could tell the listeners about yourself, how you got into sports and music journalism, and maybe chart your career path for us. Okay, so get ready, grab a drink, people. We're in for a ride. This is going to take 10 hours. Just kidding. I'm excited. Like, I don't know anybody would find me interesting. So here we'll go. Uh, I was born and raised in Regina, Saskatchewan, where... I had no idea, like, pretty much forever what I wanted to do except for be a basketball player when mm. I discovered who Magic Johnson was when I was, like, three or four years old. And, like, that's all I ever wanted to be, and I didn't quite make it there. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Uh, but I also wanted to be a musician so bad. I loved music. I loved singing. I loved playing piano, writing music, all of that other stuff. But I am terribly shy, which a lot of people don't know. And, obviously, to be a musician in that, you have to share your music with people. That yeah, is just- yeah the thought of that like I feel like I'm gonna break out in hives <laughs> so I actually didn't know that journalism was like a career I had no idea until I was grade eight and an uh, older sibling of mine wanted to do it I'm like what mm. is this and then I discovered that you could be a foreign correspondent I so desperately wanted to go overseas and report on the war and just like all the inequalities happening there mm. and I do not have a thick skin and then also it makes you like into two weeks of researching that and like the world is a terrible place. I yeah, cannot do this. There's that would so be a much, tough job. Yeah, you want to make better and you're like, Eve, you can tell so, so many stories, give so much money and unfortunately mm-hmm. so much is not changing and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I do not, I'm not good enough to do this. But then it wasn't until I was grade 12 that I realized you could be a sports or music journalist and then at that time when I was telling people this, like, no, you cannot do this you are not going to be able to do this. And like, this is people in my close family and these are friends. Mm. Like girls can't report on sports. Girls cannot do sports. Like you play them. That's one thing. Nobody wants to hear what you have to say. Like, okay, well, (laughs) that's your opinion. Yeah. Then I enrolled into University of Regina's journalism program, which I'm going to say right now, anybody listening, a two-year pre-course to go into journalism is a bunch of baloney and a waste <laughs> of money. I do not know why I had to take math and biology and all of that garbage Whoa, wow. yeah. to go into that. And it is such a money grab. I'm yeah. sorry. I love you, <laughs> University of Regina, But there's so many other schools around the world that for yeah. me, like, that does not help them. I have not right. had to use my like, the math mm-hmm. or the biology that I learned in university for That's this or so chemistry, interesting. right? Yeah. Like, it makes no sense. And you have to use that to get into a lot of arts programs, which I'm like, that right, is yeah. baloney. Okay, and mm. the rant there. <laughs> so, I went there and during the time somebody posted on Facebook, and this is when Facebook just started dating myself right now. <laughs> and they're like, hey, somebody posted, I work at a radio station. Does anyone want a job on radio? Mm. And I was like, oh, they know I'll message them and just see yeah. maybe. And then it turns out it was a technical board operator. So the person behind the like glass like if anybody's watched Fraser that's been canceled for like 20 years 
or not a classic even, though yeah, I'm like i don't even know what show to reference <laughs> it has radio so you're behind the glass there's so many talking on air the host and then yeah. somebody's pushing all the buttons answering the calls working the show booking all this that was me who had no experience with any of that and not a technical whiz so i got that job while i was going <laughs> yes. through school and i ended up becoming one of the lead producers on the biggest talk show that was in saskatchewan at the time Whoa. and going to school full-time and working two other jobs but when it came to actually go into journalism school I knew everybody here and I was still really shy. Mm. And so I met a local weather lady. She's like, well, I went to school in Calgary at this program called SATE. And it's much more hands-on. Whereas at the time, the other program was very much like by the book. So I applied there. Had to do like a little videotape, which it was my first time ever actually doing anything on camera. And for some reason, they accepted me. I, the program was great. Thank heavens. They also got rid of their drama program because you had to do one semester where you were in a play. And I was a lead girl <laughs> in something called Ash Girl. It's like, come on. Why are we doing this? Like, it has nothing to do with journalism. Like, anybody listening, like, tell me you think this is crazy, too. This is very crazy. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm like, like what? Like, like, this is the weird things they have for people to do. And, like, clearly, I got to stay on topic here. But... I love that program. I still was working at the radio station during the time. And when I got to do the sports there and I was for uh, the college like credits, I was able to cover like the Calgary Flames and the Calgary Hitmen. And that I just remember my first time interviewing an athlete like I didn't know what to do with myself. Is this real that I'm actually talking yeah, to this yeah. person I see on TV that works so hard for that and how cool it was. And then it was time for internships. I applied at a place called CTV Yorkton, which I think is about an hour outside of Regina, Saskatchewan. I cannot remember because it's been a moment. <laughs> and then I was there for a month and I was reporting on livestock and the agribition, which is like a huge thing for people to come and talk about farm equipment, which I'll be honest, I knew nothing about. So that was a great <laughs> old learning curve for one month and trying to like make people interested in it and me act like I know what I'm talking about. But then I got I offered a job at CTV Regina out of that because it was a bureau of it. I started off as a web writer for like a month. Then I got a reporting job and then they launched morning shows across Canada for CTV. At that point, I was like the only local person that like applied mm -hmm. and they're like, well, we need to have somebody local that knows the names. So at that point, I was hired for their web, traffic, sports, an entertainment job with three other hosts so i had all of those jobs wow. roles which is i'm going to tell you if you've never been to regina saskatchewan doing a traffic report between <laughs> 6 and 9 a.m i'm not joking when i say there was one car <laughs> car on the road oh my so god like, the emails i would get about that were hilarious and i still if people will still remember it a decade later being like hey remember when you gave that traffic report and there was one car on the road? like you bet i did and i can tell you that license plate is blue <laughs> Uh, out of, I did that for a while and I was like at some points I would do the morning sports from mm. 6 to 9 a.m. and then at night we'd be short staff so I would also do the evening sports at like 11 30 p.m. right so, so you're yeah. working like around the clock yeah. reporting and, on everything. everything you're like yeah. and it was like this is great I couldn't believe I was doing it and so I'm just gonna try to fast forward because there's like a thousand jobs in between that and I'm sure we'll get into this later but I actually quit that job which was at the time viewed as like the top place you could go in Regina if you wanted to be a right. journalist and I was like I I have to get out of here so I moved to Toronto where I worked at CTV News Channel for like a month I got a bunch of freelancing jobs working for different music magazines in the states and basketball magazines all that other stuff so keep that in mind when I say get these other jobs I was I've always been freelancing on the side so then after that I got offered a job at oh my goodness I can't remember the name but it was in Oshawa 
And they had a station there that also had a station in Kingston, Ontario and Peterborough. And I was their main news anchor. Like my face was all over the Oshawa Generals arena, which for me is still crazy. To yeah. of. And I'm reporting on hard news, like learning why they call the 401 the highway of hell because of human trafficking and all this stuff. And oh I gosh. had to go to school like stabbings. And then at night after an anchor, I would drive back to Toronto, get to the Raptors pregame do a story on that stay at the game and do a post-game story and then back in the like it's just such a change and some people yeah. love that but i'm not a hard news person mm -hmm. eventually that station got bought out by global and then it became global durham where i worked out of a basement in global toronto where they make it seem like you're live at the station in durham but really you're in toronto okay yeah and then it just didn't work for me i did not have a great experience there and i got a job at tsn radio and I was like, okay, this is fun. I was producing and working on a basketball show. It was, it's a different environment. But then out of that, I got offered a job at City News, mm. which being from Saskatchewan, I truthfully did not know a lot about, except for when I went down to Dennis Square. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and they're everywhere. <laughs> like that's totally the slogan. But when I went there, I'm like, I don't want to be on TV anymore. I think it's mm. really weird that people know who I am, like not in a ego way. I yeah, just yeah. like, yeah, I'm no different than anybody else. I don't know why they want to talk to me. Like I'm super awkward and shy. So I would produce news and I would produce, we had a sports reporter at the time. And then eventually they saw like, I have a huge background in writing and reporting on music. I've been covering the Juno Awards. I'm a Juno Award judge, blah, 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 all this other <laughs> stuff. So they're like, we used to be much music. Right. Mm. Do you want to do local music stories and still produce? So I did that. Eventually, our sports reporter left to go to Sportsnet and a job came open. They're like, I've already was mixing music and sports together. Like I'd interview athletes about them being musicians and all this right. other stuff. So then they gave me that job. And it's, I guess, only, the only one in Canada that's sports and music. And I'm really lucky that I get a report nationally on it. And then I also report for the BBC and Sportsnet and freelance and just I love talking about the WNBA and the NBA and yeah. music and just everything behind it. So that's a really long answer and probably missing 10 jobs. <laughs> that. It's like at one point I even wrote for like our local paper, but it's a long story that has not been easy, but I worked a lot of long hours. Yeah. I still do. And I volunteered like crazy just to try to get any kind of opportunity. I love that. Thanks if you still stuck around <laughs> after that answer. <laughs> I love that so much. Like you can definitely like a few episodes ago we were talking about how nobody's path is linear. You know yeah. what I mean? And like what you think you want to do kind of changes as you go. You have to take any experience that you can get to just get your name out there to make those Absolutely. connections. And then eventually you're going to land where you want to land, you know? And I also think it's so great because at the very beginning of your story, you were like so many people told me. I couldn't do this and like especially in sports and it's like and I still get told that all the time you're like honey I I'm made doing it, it. Like, like really <laughs> come at me that's yeah. crazy yeah. yeah how long have you been a city news now I think around five years okay and there's something wow. like that and it seems like a moment because I for the most part really love my job yeah but it just time i think for all of us also in the last two and a half years has yeah. stood yeah, still yeah. but Very yeah true. i think about five five and a half years which is that's crazy wild for me yeah okay so our second question for you is going back to you said people said you couldn't do this because you're a girl so we know especially I guess music too but sports specifically is very male dominant from just 
you know, the whole organizations, the players, even just talking about it with friends. Like I find the media that covers it, the media that covers it. Yeah. Yeah, You're going to definitely speak more to this, but it is definitely like you're a girl. You can't like sports. So working in sports, how do you think your work experience has differed from your male colleagues? Okay. Well, I've never been asked it that way. That is such a great question. Okay. <laughs> You're like, where uh, do where, I where start? Do I begin? Okay. So uh, I know. I'll and it's on. kind of a loaded question no, like, too. I'll be <laughs> honest. And I've never like spoke about this before and I'll probably get too honest here. So the reason that I have not spoke about this before is because people look at people differently when you talk about either getting sexually assaulted or harassed Mm -hmm. or having an issue and I also wanted to protect people like my favorite person in the world was my dad and he recently passed away and I just never wanted him to know Mm. what happened because I know he'd be Mm -hmm. like I did not protect you because he knew one incident which I will just tell people how I feel like it's differed for me and a lot of women in sports is because I can almost say 97% of people that are women in this industry that I know have been sexually harassed or assaulted. And I can guarantee that's also like not high enough number Mm -hmm. that most men that I know work with don't have not had that experience. And people will say like, you know, get over it or just move on. It's just a comment for me. The very first time I experienced it, unfortunately it was not, this has happened other times. It was life changing for me. My very first job or I'm going to say one of the first jobs when I worked, I worked at different radio stations uh, and it was a coworker and they started to text me like sexually inappropriate messages. And I never responded. I was like, Oh, right. this must be a wrong number. And they were married. They are still married and they have kids. And then they once came into the control room and then they stood behind me and put their hand down my shirt and grabbed my breasts, which I know like it's crazy thing. And I'm, yeah. I'm early twenties, mm-hmm. very shy, naive. I'm like, what in the world just happened? And we're alone in the station. Cause it's like sh- late night shift. I'm like, what do you even do? So then yeah. they leave. I'm like, did that just happen? Yeah. And just like brush it off. I'm like, I must be dreaming. I must be crazy. And then the second time came in, they came into the room and closed the door and put a chair behind it. And I won't go in. Oh, my gosh. And they pushed me against the wall and covered my mouth and said inappropriate things and touched me inappropriately. I'm just going to try to, like, fast forward through this because yeah. like, I don't want to get emotional right now. Yeah. And I don't. Of um, course. But, and I'm just like, what is happening right now? And I just remember, and I still, like, cannot get that moment out of my head. But then they leave and I'm terrified like Mm -hmm. what just happened what Mm -hmm. gave them like why is this happening yeah and I remember telling my boss about it and they were mortified like they couldn't believe it and the good thing is like this is way before the me too movement yeah Yeah. fully believe me because like why would I ever just say something like this they told their bosses about it and be like we have proof like we have all these texts as well like we need to keep them safe Mm -hmm. uh so next shift nothing is said they give me a moment but i remember that the manager went and had a lock put on my door and oh this is just for me crazy because i cannot get this out of my mind is i lock the door and i remember that night that man trying to get into that room over oh my god like let me open this open the door open Mm. open the door and just i'm in this radio station by myself and I'm shaking and I don't know what to do I don't know who to call because also 
you say something. This is before my career's even started. And I'm yeah. told by this person, I will ruin you. I will destroy you. And all I ever wanted to do is work in my hometown. So do mm -hmm. I, I'm going to have this reputation already of this person. And yeah. like they could have been charged. And then all of that going through the courts and my hair fell out. I was so stressed and terrified by this. And then, hey, it happens to another girl and it's brought forward. And this is none of us talking to each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what they eventually do instead of firing this person is punish me by moving me to a morning shift that is a terrible shift i had to call that guy the next day and have him on the show and when i picked it up he's like f u b word put me on and so i put them through they actually make like terrible comments about me on air and whatever they're supposed to talk about the sporting event that night then hang up I'm like is this why why is this happening like this yeah. can't I mean, what did I do wrong? Yeah. What did I do? And why, like, and I, why are you the one who's moved from covering yeah. the stories you want to cover? Like, you yeah, know. completely punished. So then yeah. eventually it happens to a third girl. And I'm mad at this point because yeah. they're mm -hmm. only like a year younger than me, but I'm protective. I'm like, if I would have said something sooner, they wouldn't have had to go through what I had to go through. Like, I'm going crazy at this time. Like, so they eventually fire him. But to protect us, don't say why. So there's articles written in the paper about like, oh, can you believe they got rid of this? Such a stupid thing. Oh People are goodness. calling into the station, yelling at me on the phone because I had mm. to field the call saying about how dumb it was for them to get rid of this person. Like if they only knew yeah. for 10 years later, like at the time I was, I had a, like I was engaged to somebody else and not my husband I have now, I couldn't let them hug me. I couldn't go near anybody. I constantly lived in fear. I completely changed the way that I dress. Like, mm. which, yeah. if people come at people for saying you deserved it for the way you're dressed, like, I wore dresses, that's it. They weren't low cut, but, like, yeah. I always wore sweaters and blazers. Like, I was terrified of people. It made me never, I have not sang to this day, which clearly, it just, it took my voice away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my next job, I had someone that I work with another male coworker that was in sports create a website counting down the days to when I was supposed to get married with yeah. a picture he photoshopped of him like it was a porn scene my face and someone else and it would aggressively was like counting down to when I'm gonna f her in the a and oh my I gosh. have pictures when I'm sitting there and I'm trying to read sports and he tried to put his hand up my skirt and I took a picture of it and I went and told my boss this is a different workstation yeah like, and at this point, I'm like, honestly, what am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. What right. am yeah. I doing to, like, I, at this point, I'm still very shy. I wasn't mm -hmm. very outgoing. And I was still, like, traumatized from what happened the first time. And they're like, okay, what do you want? I'm like, I'm just letting you know because I don't feel safe. And I know another coworker doesn't. I don't want you to say anything. I just need people to be aware so that maybe there's more people in the room. Yeah. Mm -hmm okay, this boss livid. He's like, okay, you have my word. But went and told HR. HR went and told them. Next day I came into work, my stuff was all over the floor. Mm. I didn't know that they told them. Yeah. Ripped me new one up and down. It treated me like crap. It treated the other coworker, female coworker, like garbage. It's like, what is this? Mm -hmm. So at this point, I'm like, I've done something so wrong in my life where I'm portraying myself in the worst way. But like also I didn't, not that it, justifies i mean like i never talk sexual to them or anything so yeah like, yeah what is happening but both time sports reporters mm. so at this point i've gone crazy i've 
didn't get married like it wasn't meant to be but then like eventually I meet my husband now and he sees kind of what's happening and like I need to move (laughs) yeah like there's no other place I actually can work I can't cover sports here there's only two sports teams yeah so I moved to Toronto where unfortunately I've had experiences like that here too and other people have Mm -hmm. and I could go on probably for another half an hour about how bad it is when I'm sitting in a locker room so it's not just sports reporters an athlete will think it's funny to come stand beside me when I'm interviewing their teammate and drop their pants. Now, this has happened more than a few times. And if we, like, I can be funny about it and be like, you know, it was a really chilly day in that locker room yeah, for that yeah. guy. Or like you, I'm friendly. Like I really like to tell the whole story of somebody's personality and be like, hey, what music do you like? Or just like, what, how did your day start or whatever? And they take my being friendly as flirtatious and right. then I'll get DMs of their junk. Or this other thing. And I guarantee yeah. back to the question. That's crazy. I know my male coworkers are not getting that. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like comments about like, oh, you know, sports, sweetie, or like yeah. nice legs or anything. And it's just, it, though, like the touching is one thing because that lasts with people yeah. for their life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people do not understand. They're like, whatever like why didn't you tell anybody like unless you're in that situation yeah it it doesn't matter don't judge people on that yeah but it's just not easy being a woman in sports and when I say that like I don't want people to be like oh you can't talk to her you can't bring it up which is a fear because I don't want people to think that they have to be super on edge Mm -hmm. or on guard if I'm talking to a male athlete or because for the most part the athletes aren't that bad like it's even management throughout major sports league or like Mm -hmm. PR people will all be inappropriate so in certain leagues and teams it's a culture yeah yeah you think would have changed since the me too movement but i'm telling you like the last two years for me i feel like it's regressed it's just yeah it's a free-for-all that they feel like they can do what they want because for the most part i know the male counterparts if they don't have to worry about saying something if i were to say something about any of the players or reporters Mm -hmm. i would do that I, we all know I'd get put on that stake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like, a double there's standard. For absolutely. Sure. And then if we go in the lighter note, I have to know everything a million times more than an yeah. athlete yes. or a non-athlete, like my male counterparts. Yeah. And I screw up all the time and I will own it, but I will get like a thousand emails compared to their one. Yeah. And I love to tell stories in a different way. I yeah. want to know the personality. And because I do that, they're like, you're a dumb woman this is why women should women should not do sports and you're sleeping with the players and all this and i also can guarantee that most of the male like counterparts their spouses are on social media and they have photos of them i will not post about my husband mm-hmm. on my social media because people will reach out to me like your wife is hot which like i try to be nice like thank you that's a really <laughs> nice compliment like i brush my hair yeah. sometimes but they'll be like your wife is sleeping with this musician or this athlete yeah, or did you God. see how yeah. they're looking at that or like you're so lucky to have her when I'm like um I'm lucky that I'm married to him like this guy yeah. is awesome so that's a really mm. long answer and I could go on forever just, yeah it's just it's not all doom and gloom mm-hmm. but it's not easy yeah. Like, yeah every day it's a struggle and some things will just set me off because I'll have a great connection with someone that I think like we're friends because also yeah. like, everyone's my friend. We're all happy in life because I'm very much like a happy person. And then they'll reach out being like, do you want to go on a date? And like I mentioned my husband like six times in yeah. the interview. Yeah. What? Like I'll totally go and hang out with you as friends. We can be best friends. Where did you even get the vibes that I'd be interested in you? Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. So I also yeah. feel bad for like 
women out there that are like those drop dead gorgeous women on tv that are just so charismatic like they're getting it a million times worse yeah but there but, you go yeah, yeah there's a big bombshell enjoy <laughs> digesting that everybody yeah i feel though you nailed it right on the head and this is kind of like the thoughts i had but i just couldn't properly like word it was like it's still very much like a man's world, regardless of the industry. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We've had episodes in the past talking about Tegan and I's work experience as well. It hasn't been to that extreme. But like you said, sports, it's so deep rooted in the sports culture. And that, I think, is exactly what I was like thinking without even knowing how to word it. And I yeah. feel like it just makes it, I don't know. Like, I'll, I'll put it out there too though the music industry is also terrible yeah. for women and it's yeah. like there's a gentleman that owns a record label that i have no idea to this day why he decides to message me inappropriate things and like they're married they have kids and just like i remember them saying sending me pictures of them naked in their hot tub and being like i want to naked wrestle with you oh my god and this is after i interviewed one of their artists and i actually never met them oh my like, gosh what yeah, and yeah why is this and, and, why does anybody think yeah. this is okay like well yeah, and, yeah period and, and yeah it's like is it because and i've see this is like let's like get yeah, into psychology and figure this out i'm like is it because i'm shy and they know or something like why i feel mm. like sometimes i'm being preyed on but then when you talk to anybody else like, yeah they're have no matter if they're outspoken or not yeah, yeah. So i think the music industry for women like female artists yeah it's yeah. not great for yeah. them because it's although like you can look hey there's so many females out there they're doing pr or they're doing this they're getting like it's it's not easy on anything yeah. so it's like not to be all yeah. doom and gloom but I guess it is pretty doom and gloom. We yeah. just have to figure out how to change it. And it's just so unfortunate that after the Me Too movement that really not a lot has changed because they can say, yeah. hey, we're hiring somebody in this position or we're hiring more women. Mm -hmm. But what are you doing to actually protect them and make sure it's okay for them to speak up or make sure that they can just do their freaking job? Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah, I found, maybe this is just my own personal experience, but I found post Me Too movement now every single workplace I've joined there's been a conversation of like watch out for this guy when he's drinking and but it's posed as a positive because yeah. they're letting you know as soon as they hire you yeah so then that, it's almost everywhere. like and open like, yeah that, it totally because yeah even there's some teams that I will cover or that be like watch out for that reporter they're flirty or you know yeah. just or in general watch out for that player I'm like why am I watching out for them why aren't you yeah. talking to them yeah yeah like what in the flying hell yeah is it's like they're acknowledging it it's but they're not pass. actually changing anything no yeah yeah and it's yeah. just like it, this is every workplace because mm -hmm. like we have a you know protection for you that you can come forward and you can talk about it but yeah. you can't because mm -hmm. when you do the fallout from it it's just like it's really not that hard to not be a dirt bag i find on yeah. both ends because i know that there are male like reporters and athletes and that that they get groped yeah by women that's so it's not just that but it's just we all know it's like it's so much worse for women and mm -hmm. it's just i think it's probably more normal for women you it know is, yeah. like, and we've yeah. kind of accepted it because yeah. like there's like this sisterhood for so many of us in sports or yeah. that we bond over it yeah, yeah. or even like, that's fucked up it totally is yeah. and it's just like we're accepting this and recently i was talking to a fellow like colleague like what can we even do because somebody like 
weirdly like massaged her shoulder that is with yeah. a professional sports team in their report like what why why are they even touching you yeah, yeah. and it's like i think it was meant friendly I'm like yeah but no yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter yeah no yeah. like hands off yeah, yeah. i also um. like even before that stuff happened at the radio station like not the most huggy person so i think like i just it yeah. is messed up yeah and i yeah yeah like it'll leave me speechless because like i'll just think about it and then i think about other people's stories or just some musicians like female musicians like the crap that they yeah. have to go mm-hmm. through yeah like, definitely yeah sometimes you forget i think as a woman that that's not normal too i yeah. find sometimes i'll tell a story to a male coworker and see their face like drop like I was once grabbed on the street walking home from yoga and I was like the craziest thing happened last night this guy grabbed me and I could see as he was like that's not normal but then it's like you almost come to expect it yeah which is bad also fucked up yeah (laughs) but you're calling out (laughs) all this stuff is fucked up (laughs) thank you Sadie (laughs) yeah yep that's effed up yeah yeah (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I feel, I don't know. And honestly, Lindsay, before we even move on to the next question, thank you for being so honest about this because mm-hmm. I feel like it does unite like women, which is sad, like we were talking about, like, but people listening who have maybe had something similar happen to them, like yeah. just hearing this, you know, and even you said how at some points you internalized it as what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if you're not actually talking about these things, it's easy didn't. to spiral yeah. and be like, it, this is my fault. But I feel like by talking about things and being so open about it, if you're a listener listening to this and you're like, this has happened to me too, maybe it's not my fault. You know what I mean? Like if this is happening to more people and whatever, I don't know. It's yeah. good and to have conversation about it. No, I appreciate you guys letting me speak about it too. But it's, it is true. Cause like even sometimes still when things happen, like what did I do wrong? And I, mm, and that's yeah. like, you can get all the help they want. They're like, it's not your fault, Lindsay, or whoever's listening. Like yeah. most, like, and it's just trying to get over it. And I can't like you nailed it on the head. It's effed up. Yeah. yeah. And it's like every day almost there's something that happened and when happens that's just a really inappropriate comment. I actually don't check my DMs, and I don't have a lot of followers on social media. I'm not great at social media, but I stopped after a while because. The comments were either just so rude or so creepy. Like yeah. there's a mm-hmm. lot of wonderful people out there like great story or yeah. you seem nice. I'm like, that's yeah. really, I'm like, if you think that I'm a nice person, like shout out to Bill Dunn because anything that I do is because <laughs> of my dad. But it's just nonstop and I just do not understand where people get off on some of the stuff, like to criticize people. So when people say you're listening now and you're like, you see somebody on TV and I hear this a lot, they'll be like, that girl dresses like a hoe or, you know, you were showing a lot of leg or Mm -hmm. you screwed Mm -hmm. up or you think it's there's every single person in the world, whatever they're doing is going through something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just take the negativity and shove it. <laughs> yeah. No, like yeah. we're all human. Like yeah. even the people on TV. Like, can you imagine yeah, that? Like, like what? <laughs> they have feelings and it's they're like, real. They're human. And yeah. like so many times I rem- like within the last five years at City, there there's been many instances where right before I went live, somebody's either said something to me that was just like yeah. 
like aggressive such as like i'm gonna bend you over and have my way with you and that's me putting it pg oh my goodness and that was an athlete that once said that to me before i went on air or like a somebody that worked in sports like groped me before i went on air and i'm just like what do you even do yeah Yeah. what do you even do and it's like you're constantly surrounded by men and for the most part honestly i'm friends with way more guys than i'm girls but Mm -hmm. it's just i think this for anybody is like somebody's always going through something you don't know about so just be kind yeah (laughs) like that's where we all can start by also not being a dirtbag yeah yeah that too yeah that's a big one. Yeah, actually. I don't think, I think that's like <laughs> definitely a huge one, people. Yeah. So I don't Take think notes. our listeners are dirtbags. No, no, not at all. I'm just saying, can you pass that along? Yes, like, yeah. If that's you know someone, you're like, can you stop being a dirtbag? Because that's effed up. Yeah, that's, <laughs> the, that's what we're trying to say. They're the yeah. kind people. Yes. Yeah, so that's good. <laughs> they're actually on your social media right now lifting you up. Yeah, but, yeah. I, mean, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. We have an awesome social media community. <laughs> you do. So, yeah. They're over there. They're hyping you up. Yeah. <laughs> I want to believe that. Yes. But that's like another thing. Let's just go randomly on another side tangent. Yes, something please. I learned early in my career is I used to have to do entertainment as well and be like, who wore this better? Like, oh. why in the world am I tearing somebody down? Because yeah. that's their personal fashion choice. So yeah. it's taken me like nine years <laughs> to when I look at something, like try to think positive first, being like, mm-hmm. Good for them. They did it. And it's also like great for your mindset because social media yes. is a dumpster fire. Like yeah, hot, yeah, hot trash definitely. is not being jealous or anything when you see something or trying not to be critical first. Yeah. And I've like, but pretty much since I was little, I've been more positive, half glass full kind of person. But mm. like that's been a huge changer. And I learned that in my first year of like, why am I talking about somebody who don't know's fashion choice that's so personal? Mm-hmm. Or even with music, there's a lot of music that's not my personal taste, right. but I'll still interview them because somebody loves it. They love it. They have passion. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's one thing is like just that I learned was just try not also to be a jerk and yeah. try to, yeah. like, for anybody's mental health, is try to always switch your mind so it's a positive note yeah. first, which I know is hard. Yeah. yeah. So the next question we had is semi-related <laughs> and it's how do you in your day-to-day try and overcome these biases because like we've been saying it's kind of an unavoidable part of being a working woman unfortunately and so what do you do to try and survive that sounds dark but no no yeah. the thing is like that's true <laughs> it is survival and Oh my goodness. I know this answer will probably like enrage people because or not. I don't know how to deal with it Mm. because sometimes I try to be like, hey, it's nice that they think that you are somewhat good looking in their minds. Like they have thousands of women throwing themselves at them or a woman and or man or whatever. And Mm. they, for some reason, think that you're not that bad. Like that's pretty nice. Like you're doing okay. (laughs) You're doing okay. I'm like, okay, great. And that's you being a half, a glass half full type of person. (laughs) And I know that's like a weird thing to say, like you should be flattered, but because, uh, Oh, I just don't talk about this a lot because anytime Honestly, women talk about like, oh, it's so hard in sports and these mm-hmm, are covering right. this. Like the amount of garbage emails and hate mail that we get is insane. But 
whatever. I'm just going to put it out there. But so that's one way I deal with it, which mm-hmm. I know I don't recommend for a lot of people, but it does help me just move on for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I just straight out will rage and I'm not an angry person. Like I just scream because I will get a message after I interview somebody. And I think we have such a connection as like humans, like mm-hmm. as friends, like that is great. And then like, where in the hell did that come from? And that's as pretty much as high as my voice gets. <laughs> so that's me angry. And so I'll do that. But I have a really supportive husband and I try not to tell him a lot of it because it makes him angry that people yeah. mm-hmm. will say that to him. But sometimes yeah. I'll just feel like I need to talk to you about this. Mm-hmm. But I just, I try to move on from it and just think like the fact that they think it's okay to talk to me that way mm-hmm. is yeah. they're stupid mm-hmm. and they're going to get caught somewhere down the line or they're very yeah. unhappy. And I feel for them because that's their choice or just I feel sad for them sometimes whatever the thing is because I'm like man you have all of this stuff that's viewed as positive in your mind and Mm -hmm. yet you're out here you must be a little sad or just your ego is that big and I just try to move on for it it's just like it's thankfully it's been a while since somebody like physically uh, like it's dark but violated me I don't know how else to put Mm -hmm. that but like those things like you have to speak to somebody you have yeah. to get help but yeah. in the day-to-day stuff I try to think like that's really nice um but like not gonna happen mm-hmm. yeah but wow like great my hair's looking great today on to the next and <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. like and I yeah, like yeah. it's not a really good answer because I have not figured out how to deal with it because mm-hmm. and then when it's just also when you see it happening to somebody else you care about yeah I just like how can I protect you from this mm-hmm. happening and then that's that and then I also just try to make change and I know that sounds silly but I was like okay I am if this is how this certain like uh sport's going to be and the mentality around it well I have my own platform and I'm my own sports department yeah why am I not showing more women so then I was like well a change that I can do to deal with this I can damn well showcase all these badass women are out there that are not getting time. Mm-hmm. And that's a one another way that I deal with yeah. it is like if we also normalize having more women on TV and more yeah. women talking about sports and more women in sports, then you would hope. Mm-hmm. And that is where I'm going to say, like, I believe in that hope because I know like, eh, <laughs> like given the track record, it's not great, but you got to start somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And that's a way that I deal with it is I just. Yeah. 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 Do you find you I at one point you said something about how being a woman in sports you need to know more than your male colleagues and all that stuff do you find how maybe how you deal with it is you do more research too or to like give yourself less room for error kind of thing or even how you dress like do you think when you're getting dressed are you thinking this is appropriate or like this yeah and you know what that's a great point because male counterparts for the most part don't have to deal with that so yeah. for about 10 years all I wore were blazers and pants and like if anybody knows me I hate pants because I'm lazy I like to wear dresses it is the easiest <laughs> yeah and you ever. look put together like, yeah and yeah. it's like one and, and, you're, done. and you're not yeah so I absolutely only wore that because like I will not be taken professional like I will not be taken that I know anything about this sport and for like 10 years and now for the last five years I'm like screw it if you have a problem with me wearing a vegan mini skirt (laughs) (laughs) and high heels or a bright shirt like that's your problem that that is your view in life and if you treat me different because I'm feeling great today Mm -hmm. but I will second guess 
the crap out of myself because that is how I've been made to feel yeah. is that you don't know this. And then like every time, like right before I go on air, I'm like, okay, is that really, has it been six straight games that they haven't lost at home in the playoffs or this? Yeah, and then second it gets guess yourself. Yeah. All the time. And I know I'm not alone in that. Yeah. And it's all the time, but I will research sometimes for hours just for one question to triple quadruple check and yeah. Then go yeah. do that. And again, sad yeah. thing not alone in that and i think yeah. that's for most women in any career yeah, yeah. it's just yeah like- i think dressing is a big thing like i do that in my job too like yeah. more so at my last job where the team was primarily men but if i had a big important meeting like i'm doing full makeup i'm doing a blazer i'm doing you know like i'm gonna be that boss ass bitch in the room because that's when, gonna- right <laughs> that's when i'm not wearing makeup not wearing a blazer <laughs> but like that's like you need to like kind of play into it even though it's not fair you know what I mean but that's kind of how I've dealt with it on the day-to-day you know it's just okay then I'll just dress the part you know versus I don't know I'm kind of losing my train of thought but no no, that's so true like I have a closet full of suits and that because when you wear that people treat you differently because they think of you differently which is such part of my language bullshit yeah it does not matter what you wear like yeah well like don't wear sweatpants yeah to if you're on tv like you <laughs> yeah. just in general like you you shouldn't be doing that but yeah and that's honestly like that's here's the word like that's what society makes us feel like we need to be to yeah be taken seriously so like we will all change that slowly but i'm not yes. going on tv without makeup yeah <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough very fair <laughs> so what's one way that sadie and i and our listeners can do more to support and empower women in sports. Ooh. Yeah, you talked about using your platform. Yeah. How can we use ours? Like, yeah. Well, thank <laughs> well, one, it's really nice for you to share your platform to let me ramble on about like I feel bad because like I'm usually not this negative and I realize it's no. shocking for people to hear some yeah. still to stay mm-hmm. how effed up as you would say <laughs> this industry is and it's yeah. like it's brutal. I kind of mentioned this before but i think it's a huge thing is if women support sports teams that have women on there and i know Mm -hmm. or if you just somebody spends like two seconds just googling wnba team or anything just give it a chance because for the most part on the major sports stations they don't have them on there they're not getting it and if we show them a little bit of support it shows that there are people out there interested or just yeah i know like everybody has a million things to do but there's so many amazing talented female athletes out there that for me i'm like it's one thing that's the other thing yeah i'm sorry but like even the players like if you watch women's basketball they like are so much more skilled it's so much faster they're like so much fancier like they are way more skilled than and men. The questions they get asked because oh, they're female in yeah. sports yeah. makes me want to rage. Oh Tara Sloan, who works for Sportsnet, she hosts this thing called Top of Her Game, which like she created, which mm. is all about like showcasing women in different positions like across sports. I love her for that. And that's like a huge thing is when you mentioned like you yeah. know, the pace and all that of the yeah. game is like, yeah. like they just have not to work. given a chance and they yeah. have to yeah. work so much harder. Yes. They have to be grinding because they're not getting that spotlight. So all I'm just saying for anybody, listen, WNBA season started May 6th. You could try that. There's also a phenomenal softball teams across North America. There's 
our soccer team or Canada soccer team yeah. gold at the Olympics, the yeah. hockey, anything. Yeah. Just, sorry to bring that up for American listeners. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, just Thank kidding. You I'm also sorry. Have amazing okay, sorry. Let's move on. <laughs> but you also have amazing hockey players. That are on that. Um, but it's like uh, there's just so many. Like there's so many amazing tennis players. Why yeah, there? Yeah. Like just yeah, yeah. for a second, try to just even look up great female athletes, top female yeah. athletes, whatever yeah. you want to do that. And I, I know this is so cheesy, but just it's hard because we're pitted against each other all the time. Let's yeah. stop doing that. I know yeah. women do it to women. Like the women in sports, some of them are really nice, but some of them are the cattiest mofos mm-hmm. I've ever met. I'm like, yeah. why? And like w- when they give me attitude, I'm like, I am not trying to take your job. You're, yeah. If you're trying to take mine, good for you. If you get it, that's I, yeah. that's good for you yeah but i'm not going to let you and your attitude and your negativity try to bring me down because there's no reason just because there's only two women in this room out of the 60 men yeah let's let's unite let's talk let's have fun let's yeah i should bring you together yeah and like in some ways there are like there that happens rather like there's a reporter named cindy she works and covers the leafs in toronto and just like immediately when she saw me she's like hi how are you i'm cindy or hazel may from the toronto blue jays who gets way too much hate mail for no reason at all and i see people heckle heckle her at the game oh gosh nicest person in the world i went to the blue jays thing for the first time years ago and it's very very intimidating when you walk in and it's mostly men or just in general mm-hmm. it's a major yeah. sports team and you're like yeah. so green she walked up immediately and was like hi i'm hazel I'm like i absolutely know who you are hazel. <laughs> yeah. it was so warm and accepting and she does that to like every reporter mm. but it's like supporting people like her i don't understand the hate she gets and a lot of it's because she's has a she's a woman mm-hmm. and just the garbage but so back to the question is try to like see what females are out there playing and like what leagues there are because they're not getting that representation but also not not saying your listeners would do this but maybe other people are and maybe people you know it is just try not to immediately judge the woman on tv that might be a reporter not only Mm -hmm. are they going through something but we all know most of us have earned our way there and we're trying just like everybody else in their job so like yeah Try to be positive, but number one thing is support the female athletes. That's my number one concern because they yeah. work their whole life for this and constantly get shit on. Yeah, and they are elite. So let's let's try to change. That. Yeah, one hundred percent amazing. Okay, well, speaking of elite athletes, even musicians, we have a fun question for you. And Ooh. also, I need to say, I was creeping you hard before we started recording. <laughs> I'm creeping you hard. I was creeping you hard. And I love your fun questions. Like, the questions you were saying that people, like, shit on you on. Oh, the hate mail. And, like, it doesn't they bother me, people. Come think, at me. Yeah. And they think it's, like, flirtatious. I'm always like, Lindsay asked the most fun questions. How are we going to interview her? Because our questions are, like, so standard. I was like, My face is bright red She's right queen of fun questions. We need a fun question. So this is our attempt at a fun question. Right. Is who? Who is or who have you been the most starstruck by? Could be an athlete. Actually, we want one athlete and one musician. Can I say Maud the cat? (laughs) (laughs) That's Tegan's cat. Look at it's a cat giving me a mad death stare right now, and I'm terrified of cats. So okay. Um Starstruck. Okay, so athlete i think i will say this forever is magic johnson i still can't yeah. believe i met magic johson that's I can't amazing tell you how much well we know 
we know that Magic Johnson was the one that inspired this whole thing. Yeah, so that's yeah. amazing that you got to meet like, him. Like, I realize, like, there's choices in his life that are different than mine. But that's the personality yeah. Yeah. he has, he made me fall in love with basketball because he I'm getting chills joy right to now. It. Yeah, and fun oh my God. to it. And he just, like, I don't want to use the word magic, but it was, like, music on the court when he would play. And he mm. just was so joyful. And he brings that to life still, considering, like, a lot of things that he's went through, like, why? Yeah. He, I met him, and at the end of the interview, he's like, "Lindsay Dunn, everyone," and I'm still smiling. And this has been like 12 years, 12 years ago that I'm like, "Holy yes, I'm gonna start. Holy shit, Magic Johnson just said my name." Like, it, I'm still starstruck by it, and I've seen him a couple times at Lakers games, and that when I've covered it, and I can't even look at him because, yeah. I admire the joy that he brings to oh life my and goodness, the joy I love he brought this. to the game. Yeah. So like, you even talking about it is bringing joy to the podcast. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> so like, good. Raptors rookie Scotty Barnes, huge Magic Johnson fan. Yes. And just that joy. So like, I love talking to him about it and looking at him and like the joy he brings to yeah. that. Yeah. Like, Your little magic. And I'm oh, like, I'm here for people <laughs> to be inspired and starstruck by him. Just like the most adorable little human ever. Okay. Uh, oh, starstruck by a musician. Um, I saw you were recently talking to Lizzo. That was okay. pretty sick. Like, I want just an ounce of her confidence. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. first of all, I would felt so confident after interviewing her. Like, yeah. she was the one hits bad o'clock in her yeah. song. You're like, I'm singing that anytime I walk into a room. Like, That's just, actually going to be the title of this podcast episode. It's bad bitch o'clock. It's bad bitch o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a line. And I told her, it's like, I sing that in my head now when I walk into <laughs> things that I'm not feeling the most confident in. Yes. Yeah, just... So good oh my gosh oh so this is not i don't even know how to say this because like i don't want to sound vain or anything like i've been really lucky like yeah Lizzo, i've interviewed like lord ed sheeran keith richards ringo star every time after i interview somebody i feel a little starstruck and i'm not usually yeah. going into yeah. it because i'm so like this is nerdy inspired by what they did or how they created it yeah. um oh my goodness i for now might go with Dolly Parton. Ooh, Ooh. Tegan's into this. <laughs> She's okay. like, we tell us Dolly. the details. <laughs> so I will give you the details of how sweaty my palms were. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, I think, like, I'm forgetting people, but there's just, there's been so many moments where I just can't believe that this is happening to me. Like, yeah. I'm from what people would consider a small town, Saskatchewan. Yeah. And even we think that as fellow Canadians, we're like, oh, oh, Saskatchewan? Yeah, we're from You're from towns. Saskatchewan? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're like, how's the combine today? <laughs> but I, uh, now I'm just like, wow, I'm going to get all philosophical and reminiscent. But it's just, <laughs> yeah. I can't, like, I've. Oh, I hate talking about myself. So this is weird. I work really, really, really hard to get where I am. And I mm-hmm. still continue to work really hard. And I, like everybody else, I, like have put up with a lot of crap mm-hmm. that I did not. Like for a moment, it almost took me down. But mm-hmm. it's like, it's not. So the fact that I've interviewed so many of these people or yeah. they want to yeah. talk to me. Like, yeah. what? Girl, right? yeah. Like it's wild to me. Or like sometimes I become friends now with people that I've interviewed and I've just... I'm grateful that those conversations have happened because like something I'll be so passionate about. I'm like, yeah, they don't care. They're like, oh, me too. This is yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but okay, I'll go back. I'll just say Dolly. I just can't remember anybody now because I <laughs> yeah. love everybody. That's yeah. the worst thing after like, oh, I need to buy everybody's record. Yeah. I need yeah. to go buy their jersey. Yeah. And I also want to add like Sue Bird to being starstruck. I think that mm. was the two. Sue Bird, when I, I interviewed yeah. her over Zoom 
And I remember telling her I look like the Hamburglar in the interview because I was so nervous because <laughs> I was wearing stripes. Because like, she's a goat. She's a legend. Yeah. She's yeah. just amazing. Everything she stands for. And I just want everyone to know that I accidentally just played footsie. <laughs> I was like, is there a cat? <laughs> I was like, oh, again, watching for the cats. Okay. Okay. So Dolly Parton, I was interviewing her and Barry Gibb. Like, we're talking Bee Gees. Like, oh this is insane. And they did a duet. And I'm on Zoom. And it says, like, Barry Gibb, Dolly Parton, City News interview. And I am like, my hands were like pools of sweat and I have never experienced that before. And I'm yeah. sitting in like my place by myself and like, this can't be real. This can't be real. <laughs> I have 40,000 questions I want to ask them. And as soon as it turns out, they're like, hi, Lindsay. I'm like, holy, oh, my name. Magic Johnson said it 12 years ago. Like, and like, they were so engaged in the conversation yeah. and they treat you like humans because really at the end of the day, like, although I hate pants, we all put on our pants the exact same way for the most part. Some mm-hmm. people have people help them put them on. So <laughs> I hate but she was just lovely and everything you want them to be. But yeah. mostly I'm just terrified before I interview anybody. But Dolly, Magic and Sue have been the three I can say I've actually been starstruck over. Yeah. And yeah. The only I other one that. that I think it would happen would be Ricky Martin, which I've been putting those vibes out since 1999, Living the Loca. And like, it's one of those things that anybody that I work with knows, like, if he comes to town, don't let her near him. So like, yes. But like the fun question, I have so much fun seeing the other side of people's personalities with them. Yeah. And then like, if I get hate mail for it, I don't care. But in that moment, they're either going to hate the question yeah. or we're going to get a different answer. Yeah. yeah so thanks. I love it oh yeah that's so so good and i love that of course like the beginning part of this like episode yes you were like this is my truth but i feel like this is like why you continue to do it because you love what you do we can tell you love what you do you get to meet all these amazing people which is really really exciting and yeah you're killing it you definitely yeah. have worked very hard too and you should be so proud of yourself we're so proud of you just yeah. like, <laughs> i learned so much about you tonight i'm just like damn <laughs> No, like it's, it's fun. And that's, I like, I don't want to discourage people from this industry, but I also want to discourage them for this industry. And I'm very protective. Anytime like someone reaches out, I will always try to help somebody. Like I get close yeah. to a thousand emails a day. So I miss everything. If someone being like, Oh, can I get an internship or can you teach me this? And I'm like, well, right. I'll try to help you shoot your demo or edit it because it's a really hard industry to get in. But it's just, unfortunately, keep your back up. Yeah. But also try not to let it destroy you. But like yeah. I yeah. people are like, oh, you you show up, you have your hair done and makeup done and people buy your clothes. I'm going to tell you, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. I, I do my own hair. It looks unbrushed most of the time. I do my own makeup. <laughs> Don't know how to do it. Been taught multiple <laughs> times how to do it for TV. And I dress myself. Well, like most people dress themselves. By yeah. that, I mean, I pick yeah. my own clothes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I will work most days, like sometimes 7 a.m. until 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Because if an artist... I try to interview anybody that's an artist because they're trying really hard at mm-hmm. the TV stations. There's less and less. There's less yeah. print. There's less radio. And like there's wonderful podcasts like this, which give people opportunities. But I want to make sure I also put the respect in to research them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, I like to tell people that it's not a nine to five job. For some of my like people that work in this industry, absolutely. It's like a 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. job. They just show up and they're like, for your mail colleague. No, I'm just it. kidding. We, don't, <laughs> we won't them, go there again. Some of them, absolutely. Like, some of them have absolutely, they'll have everything, all their questions researched for them. They will ask those oh, questions. They won't know anything about the artist or the athlete. And I'm like, I just can't do that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And it's yeah. not 
like because of my mom and it's like don't you want to know who you're talking to or anything yeah. about yeah. them and like don't say you don't have time because none of us have time yeah. yeah but yeah no i like yeah there's a lot of bad things yeah about anything but i i realize i'm really lucky and i love the crap out of my job like yeah and sports and music for the most part it unites a lot of people yeah and very strong opinions about it like someone recently told me that they thought prince was the greatest guitar player of all time and i was like are you trying to fight me right now <laughs> and like those are conversations you randomly have yeah yeah, yeah. and so like yeah no i love my job and i'm always like i don't know how long it will last or how long i will be here but for the moment i'm gonna enjoy soak it, it up yeah, yeah amazing Love it. yeah i feel like, like that's drop. all the questions we had for you tonight well yeah. i will tell you about the album i'm going to release next year <laughs> just kidding <laughs> featuring i was like that's actually actually the holy gamblers <laughs> great uh lead singer named duncan who i've been trying to get to do a duet with me and i want to do the song nine to five mm. But he won't have anything. So anybody listening, please go follow the Holy Gamblers <laughs> on social media and say you need to do a duet with Lindsay Dunn. Let's make this happen. This is, yeah, this start is a your hashtag. yeah. Start a hashtag. Love it. And this is the life goal. You wanted to be a sports and music journalist. Check. Yeah. You wanted to be a singer. Uh, well, pretty sure that's your next. Kate, yeah. So this is what's <laughs> going to happen. Gonna the song. I'm going to be like. We're not working nine to five. <laughs> it's every other freaking hour. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, by. I have a plan, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Duncan, make this happen. Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. Don't you dare edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> if only he listened to the podcast. No, but see, here's the thing, for real. Go follow the Holy Gamblers <laughs> and put on them. You need to do a duet with Lindsay Dunn, nine yeah. to five. Thank done. you. Do it. Done, done. and done. Well, done yeah. and done. That could be holy gamblers, holy birthday. gamblers, our golden twenties, Lindsay Dunn collab. collab. <laughs> I'm buying Done. my shirt. And with that, we're gonna drop our mics. <laughs> <laughs> my hands are sweaty. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We drop a new episode every single Tuesday. In between episodes, you can find us on social media. We are at our golden twenties on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, Facebook, and we also have some Spotify playlists. And lastly, we are on Patreon, which is the best way to support the podcast for as little as $2 a month. So go check it out. Until then, we will see you guys next Tuesday. Bye. Thanks for having me. <laughs>